Welcome to the Feral Minds Podcast. You are right where you need to be, and we are glad you're here. Come seek with us as we laugh at what we have known and find direction from what our curiosities demand we learn. All right, all right, all right. I eat, therefore I am. That's been a bit of a topic that I've been sitting in here lately coming into uh, to an episode on eating. The uh, very first episode where we get to be seen and heard. We hope. We hope. Yeah, yeah, this is not our first attempt. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it. But this is the first time that we brought a prop such as this. Yeah, show anticipate. them the bottom. <laughs> show them the bottom in. You're not really doing it full flavor. Oh, can't you back. smell yeah. it now? Yeah, the back is, is the one I like on it. And, and whenever you come with some creative process some display you want to try to use all the media you have at your disposal and so if you can be seen and heard well then that gives you an additional an additional outlet to, uh, to, to bring a new i don't know dynamic to the story yeah, it's you another... know, i could tell you how i got this shirt or i could wear the shirt you could see it and then find out about the story well i'm not gonna miss it how many job interviews have you been in that shirt not near enough. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, what you're hired. You're what what NASCAR <laughs> company do you work for? You're hired. It would have to be in food service, I assume, maybe, like it's, speed food service it's kind colorful. of industry. It's colorful. Well, I, I, uh, I don't have that experience, but my past with eating has been, it's been quite checkered. It's still, it's still checkered. It's this dynamic that I'm constantly adapting, kind of getting feedback from my body, Maybe just my general mood at times, but yeah, we definitely uh, we have to develop our own religion around food. Nobody can hand you that. You have to internalize it and see what feels good for you and what doesn't. And it's a journey. You don't always sit in the same place. I I kind of was starting off the show. I really love the connection between that line of I think, therefore I am, and then I eat, therefore I am. To me, they're they're both basically saying the same sort of deal. Just one is from the thoughts you put in your head, if I understand the message, the, the spirit of the phrase. Mm-hmm. To me, it comes off as like a, like a blank statement. What, what do they call it? Well, fill in the blank statement. You Which, know, I think blank, therefore I am blank. Right. And we all have heard philosophers, self-help gurus in the past, like you're made up of your thoughts. So if you think positive things all day, that is what manifests around you. That's the, the place you come from. And then what I'm kind of feeling, what I've noticed lately, after I've, I've come off of a, this vacation where eating is, has changed. You know, you break your, your usual routine. You get into this different mindset of now food is not just here for my sustenance. Like, I'm getting joy. It's part of the it. adventure. I'm going to chase this, yeah. this endorphin high that, that getting stuffed brings to you and and i found out you know it, it's it's a short-lived deal when it comes to food you 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 think that you're eating happiness and therefore i will become happiness i eat therefore i am but in the end it's more about you are what you eat that's the only building blocks your body has to make you up and if you're giving it junky building blocks well then you're going right around with a house built out of junk and so it, 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 it touches to that same thing with the thoughts. 
where you run around with negative thoughts, you're going to be a negative person. You're going to exude negative ideas. You're going to get a negative conversations. And therefore, there you are. There are your thoughts. This is what got you here. And then what I'm noticing, get to bring it back to the food, is we had a different journey. We were going on with food. We kind of both thought, I want to be bigger, so therefore I eat more, and then I will be more. Right. The bulking idea. And it's, it's kind of a, it's an interesting thing to dive into. There's a healthy aspect there and, and too healthy. Now, when I was on vacation, I wasn't able to work out. So if I tried to keep up with the bulking efforts, it was it was going the wrong way. My bulk was going to be it was going to be a lot way softer. Bulk. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I sort of I sort of had to just take off of the I eat therefore I am for for a, what was it, about eighteen days I think I was going on vacation somewhere in there. And then I come back and somebody didn't get that memo. <laughs> so like you kept on eating, kept on going to the gym, I've and your bulking. bulk it came out the right way. Like you didn't get the softer bulk I would ended up with. So if we come back and hear your bulking swelled you up into the Batman, and I, I by default get to be the sidekick, I suppose. <laughs> you still got to wear the tights. That's a cool part. <laughs> no, the, the this bulking event. First of all, it's kind of it's kind of comedic. Just the idea that a man my age or your age is gonna bulk. Yes. Like we're still trying to be superheroes and some. Well, you get told immature you way. I don't know, but but listen to how I've been bulking. Right? right, I'm on a Brahms bulk, and if you're if you're not from the Oklahoma area, Brahms is a nice cream and dairy store it's in a your delicious neighborhood. Dairy store. It's an incredible little cultural piece to Oklahoma, and I know it expands out to Texas and Kansas, but it, it's a little bit of dairy, it's a little bit of burger, it's a little bit of convenience store, kind of all rolled together in some convenient form for all of us. Well, they have this bag of burgers that for years I bought them for my wife and kids. Because seven dollars, that's you can feed the, the family whole family, meal. right? Yeah, a bag of so yeah, that with like you know, you throw a bag of chips on the side, and you, you can get by pretty cheap. So I just had the idea in this bulk that I was going to do a Brahms bulk instead of buying a bag of burgers for my family. I was going to take on the bag of burgers myself. Which day one of trying this, I had to make some adjustments. It's too much bread, right? Mm. But I figured out that if I could go three patties, three patties, one bun. Two patties, one bun. I've got a double. I got a triple. Comes out to about seventeen hundred calories. It's a low carb bag of burgers, and it's a <laughs> lot of protein. It's a lot of protein, and it's easy. Now here's the problem: after you eat it, you go into this like full body swollen. It's not pleasurable. It's not enjoyable, and so you're you've consumed this mass pile of quantities, and you're hoping it shows up in your your shoulders, your arms, your quads. You're hoping it doesn't end up on your gut. I was working out almost just to keep up with the bulk because I was afraid if I stopped working out, I was just going to get Just going to get fluffy. But what I I found is I have more endurance in the lift than I do in the desire to eat. Like you slap on 3,500 calories in a day, then you wake up the next day, dude, you don't want to eat. You're exhausted. You have a food hangover. And now you got to get back on that horse and go find another 3,500 calories. Go get you another bag of burgers plus mm-hmm. whatever pile of ground beef you're going to eat in whatever fashion. It, it just becomes exhausting. It so, sounds fun when you start, though. It, it, it was an adventure. Like, it added a little bit of sauce to our daily walk. That part's great. But now I'm three weeks in, and none of my T-shirts are fitting well. 
And, and you don't uh, enjoy maintaining I really it. don't. It gives me headaches when I eat an entire bag of burgers. It sounded cool. Like, it really sounded I'm going to pound this, right? My family's been eating this entire chunk of food. I'm going to do it on my own, and I'm going to grow into some cosmic superhero size. Yeah, I mean, I gained 10 pounds, but I haven't been doing cardio either because I'm thinking, Hope why would I want to burn those calories? And you're going to cut it out. That's the idea. I'm bulking up. I'm going to cut that back down at some point in time. The muscle remains. The fat goes away with the cut. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, in a daily life of a non-professional bodybuilder, like – I build some body, but I'm not I'm not a serious bodybuilder, right? right? I'm trying to add an inch or two here in my arms through fast food, you know? And, and that just, it, it puzzled me. Like, what's the idea? I'm going to build great muscle. It was the essence of health, but I'm going to do it through a drive through window. And that's just kind of where I continue to find myself. And so I know there are cleaner ways to bulk, and perhaps I should experiment with those. But I'm thinking I'm just like, my bulk's over, man. I, I, I could go. I was a big fasting person before this started. And so for me to put on that many calories in a day is just, it's nauseating. It's yeah, not I, worth the squeeze, as you would say. Yeah. As we started off into it, the, one of the things that want, made me want to do is just that you kind of get told you can't. Yeah. No, they pretty much will tell you you can't bulk on size once you've been this age. And all the science makes sense. You're not growing anymore. The hormones are here. There's so many, you know, evolutionary developmental You're things screwed. that say <laughs> Go ahead and hang it all up. But I didn't want to give up that easy. I liked the idea of thinking my body runs just as good or better right now than it ever has. And whatever that looks like, I want to go try to find out. And it it seems fun at first to think, well, I'll just eat whatever I want. Well, I know I'm going to burn it all. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got into a point where that stuffing yourself as you're starting to try to chase it on a vacation kind of high. Like you were still keeping it to uh, a very – Well, I was lifting in the middle of it, right? And so I, as long as I had the lifts going, I was okay. And, and But I couldn't imagine bulking and not lifting. Like that just sounds like – at that, get, at that point, you're just getting chubby, right? I mean, that's a, that's not what we're after. But I don't. It, it was a month long soiree into the world of eating more hamburger than really anybody should. Uh, all under this idea that I'm bulking and I'm going to look in the mirror and things are going to dramatically change. And they changed a little bit, but for the effort, for for the mental exhaustion of where am I going to go find another 32, 3,500 calories in a day? That's exhausting for me. It does. So, it takes your time. It takes yeah. your money. It takes mental energy yeah. to do all that. And so I turned in my bulking going. license. I'm like, I'm laying down the bulk. <laughs> I'm out of the bulk business. I won't do any more bulking or bulking activity, at least in the near future. It's worth a shot, though, because so if we want to get back to my past a little bit, maybe even get to where I want. It's a beautiful piece of cloth you got on there. A beautiful piece of cloth. As you're going through life, just trying to find where your relationship with food is and where it where it's changed. Because my first change I noticed was right around the mid-20s. And I, I had been sitting on that. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter what you do. It didn't for a long you're time. You're going to have this shit. Yeah, I was drinking yeah. like six, no. eight Cokes a it day. It didn't matter. I'm living on fried food. Like Nothing did. Yeah. There was nothing that was going to change my body. And they and you hear people say, Oh, that that wait till you get into your thirties or wait till after you get married. Like there's always some mark 
that it's going to get you. That's what it's going to get it's gonna you. It's going to get Which you. Essentially, it's just it's probably sometime between mid to mid to late twenties, and it's your it's metabolism. You stop it wasn't so the fact you got too. married. It wasn't because. Dude, we've talked about this before. Like when when we were kids, we ate garbage. Yeah, but never put on any weight because we never stopped moving. But then I got to a point where it kind of started coming off. Like I did start swallowing. It was kind of funny to me. You know, I'd never been heavy. This is an undesirable bulk? It was, yeah. It was un- the bulk it, that it, never it, got an invitation? Well, it came off of, uh, man, I'll tell you what I'll do it. And this is also something that I, I heard on my on my travels this last time that was just, it was painful to hear. And it was another one of those conversations where the manager is explaining the expense account whenever you're out on some sort of a work venture and you're on a per diem for the day. Yeah. And I don't know. You, company you sponsored and I both bulking. have been on these company sponsored yeah. just, all right, this is how you're going to get paid. Eat all you can. Yeah. And they, yeah, I'm hearing them talking. They're trying to figure like how you get the alcohol and the tab, you know, as long as it's not itemized. We, we've all had this this conversation. Yeah. I'm Throw sure. it you've out. had an expensive Throw account, it out receipt. You've had this conversation about how you get as much food as possible in the day without getting in trouble, and maybe how much you can sneak alcohol onto it. <laughs> can you imagine that day, though, when your boss comes in and, and hands you a stack of receipts and says, hey, I'm going to need you to go through these receipts and find the alcohol that all these salespeople, oh. are, they shouldn't have purchased. Right. And that's your gig now, accounting staff. I need you to go through here and see, do they have two drinks, Whatever the quota is, mm-hmm. but it's real funny to watch or to hear that over the years. Like you can do whatever you want on his expense report as long as nobody's looking, mm-hmm. as long as you throw away the evidence. It's kind of a crime scene, and there's always with, that fr- in the business world. Yeah, and it's that frontline manager trying to tell you how they're your friend. Yeah, like uh, you know, they, my, my, my boss won't let me do it, but I, I don't really care as long as you can hide it right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the speech I'm hearing. And again, I've been there. I lived. I lived those in my early twenties, and on a three week expense account run was whenever I first I, I broke over 200. Oh, yeah. And I still, I'm not worried about it. It's not something I'd really dealt with. Sleeping on it, too, probably. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Way, yeah. way, way less activity, way increase in food, you know, way increase in it's food It's kind budget. of the show, When you're though. paying for food, you you reduce the amount that you're going to overeat. Yeah. But for some reason, whenever the company's paying for it, well, then by all means, my health goes out the window. Yeah. Who cares about me? But also, I've got to get all this food in me so I can get paid. Yeah, but also, like, it becomes a, a companion. So, so you're, if you're going to spend a night in a hotel on a business trip, it's now you've done whatever work you were going to do. Now I'm off to my free time. But my free time is not in my house. Mm-mm. My free time is not around my kids or not any the hobby activity, activity. You want. So the only companion I really have to dance with is where am I going to eat, right? Mm-hmm. What can I eat? Where am I going to eat? Have I been there before? And you, man, travel in small towns. You need to be in the same Dairy Queen over and over again. You'll, you'll look at that menu going like, I don't know. If I could put a dilly dip bar on a hamburger, <laughs> but, but I got an expense card and yeah. I'm curious and like you just end up doing the most outrageous nonsense that all adds up to all these calories that you then just go right back to your holiday and express and take a nice eight hour nap. I mean, it's a the road is a real conundrum for anybody trying to stay healthy. That's that's one of the more challenging things that I ever faced. In my formal business years, yeah, I, I dove into it even harder. I, was, I didn't even try to, to to come out of it in a healthier way. I, leading up to where this shirt came from, found an interest in eating competitions. 
because uh, you know me, I like to turn the volume all the way up or turn it all the way down. Yeah. And so whenever this uh, new this, fangled, and this is sponsored by who? What the, is this? Uh, the, the the ones I did was the major league eaters. The is it, this looks like a NASCAR sponsored happy. It's meal. very very NASCAR esque. So what it was was my interest first gets sparked by the Nathan's hot dogs. You know, you're out there watching uh, Kobayashi. I don't know if anybody remembers him. He was before Joey Chestnut. He was the big hero <laughs> before Joey Chestnut <laughs> came on. Because most people don't know cards. Joey. Yeah. No, no, I've no. Met, most people I've don't know Joey. I got in the game. Yeah, no, I'd never heard of what? What was his name? Was the Joey first? Chestnut? Yeah, but the but one you've heard of Nathan's that. hot dog eating. Company. I know that. The, I know. the Fourth of July, dude. I've I've seen that. I quickly turned the channel. Like it's it's like why it would I watch interest, huh? humans <laughs> in this in this what looks like a painful way? stretch their organs in some competitive fashion while they try not to throw up in front of a crowd. It's hard for me to stop you're so that. that. Yeah, that pretty well describes it. You're saying that didn't sound fun. No, it didn't. I'm just wondering. Because <laughs> that's what, what I drew, signed up right, for. But what drew you that's into that? That's what I did. So, I guess the interest, I mean, again, I'm Can not the I only person. It? This thing's on ESPN. I'm not the only person. I know you're not the only person, but you happen to be here in this chair, in this room, and I'm curious what would, what would drive a man to go, yeah, I want to go stuff enough grilled cheese in my face. That I can prove I did it at a greater rate than anybody else, and I didn't. What? Loot? What do they call it when you reversal of fortune? A reversal. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you, no, that is kind if of an your food name. doesn't stay down, it comes up. A reversal of fortune. Reversal like of fortune. Okay. Yeah, that's about the about the prettiest way you can make. You call it an exit ramp. There, there's sounding. a lot of things that could come out of that, but the pressure just builds up a little too high, and you have a reversal of fortune. Yeah, yeah, your fortune went the wrong way. Yo, I guess because <laughs> right. if it goes out the and other, then you're immediately fired. Not fired, but like you disqualified. Yeah, you're no Once, longer in the tournament. And what little bit I've done in the in the realm of competitive, I've never seen it that happen. Anymore. Now, can I go cud? Can I go cow cud on this? You know how cow stomach works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you can. Uh, one of them I did after the grilled cheese, the okra. Okay, I believe that there was a little bit of that going on. But now that's my that's that was my peak. So I've got two different the eating competitions. Okay, but just for a second though, a cow chewing its cud, you understand that process, right? Right, it goes into a stomach, it goes into it comes a stomach, back out, chews it up a little bit, goes back down. Again. Yeah, it's it's a two time like goes down, comes back, chews again, and they have a process there. For some reason, that's their benefit, but. You you that also goes on in competitive eating, like it goes down and comes back up and it goes back down. No, again? no, no, no. Okay. It doesn't get probably pa- like past the throat. Okay, but I have what? seen to where there's a little bit in the mouth, back out into the hands, Ooh. back into the mouth. Because whenever you're doing this, but when's it a disqualifier? How far can it get away from your throat before it's you're done? I think that they are looking for the obvious like heaval. Okay. It's not right, just right. a little bit slipped out of my mouth. Right. Like, they, 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 they want talk the full projection. They mean you had eight grilled yeah. cheese in you and eight of them just came out. Look like an SNL skit. That's a reversal of fortune. Honestly, okay. while right. you're in there doing it and you kind of like throw up in your mouth a little bit, yeah. that's part of the process. Like, that's what I mean it by. What if it crease up in your nose, though? Keep that stuff down. That's next level. All right, so it's not for fun. It's I'm telling you, it's it's a an endurance activity. You know, the, the there's there's pain, <laughs> there's struggle involved. But the first one that I, I came across, we were interested in it from the Nathan's hot dog, but locally, I didn't have any, I didn't know anything had been going on. But we're big state fair people, and when we were looking down around the list of state fair, there was one that was going to be competitive eating. You saw your chance. I saw the chance. I was like, what the heck? Let me try this out. So my first one I go into, never really prepping before, but knowing I need preparation. 
I, I already know enough that average Joe off the street doesn't just walk up there, dip a grilled cheese in water, eat it, and you you had to do like so you're doing natural. workouts to build to this moment, right? Yeah. So I I knew I had to do some sort of training, so this was my first attempt at training and it involved a whole lot of going to like uh, olive garden all you can eat salad and breadsticks and you you will freak out a server walking in there and saying hey i'm, I'm here to eat as much as possible <laughs> as fast as possible you would declare it yeah wow well there's no other keep way them coming yeah you're trying to get them to keep them coming because okay. that's the thing you want to get a whole lot of food in your stomach so that it stretches out and you're going and to then, some place that's unlimited a buffet style you can slay as much as you want well and i'm hopefully going to where i get the salad Okay. That's the real stretcher. But that's you, ironic. Salad? Yeah, for, you get your stomach full of roughage, Okay, like your uh, your cabbage, your salad, whatever. It takes it longer to break that down, so it sits in there and wow. stretches more. Okay. Whereas if you're filling it up with spaghetti sauce so you're, and melted cheese but you're or eating whatever. He- so you can eat healthy mm-hmm. in order to go do a very unhealthy form of eating. Yes, and if you're going to do it at the highest level, you almost have to be healthy. The, the best ones are the skinny ones. Whenever you're talking a, a three, four, or 500-pound person, that is actually just a whole lot of extra weight that is smashing down on the stomach, okay. not allowing the expansion. All right, all right. You really got to take away every part of your space. body from the equation, yeah. and all you are is you, a chewer, a tunnel, yeah. and then a sack. So we're trying and to you turn— you want to get that sack, all the option to grow. We're turning your gut into a garage mm-hmm. is the goal. Slowly through, the, through eating piles of lettuce— Piles of, le- I mean, almost anything I could get a whole lot of that wasn't going to bring a whole lot of calories. All right, all right. So how to play out? Well, for that one, I, I mean, I gave it my best shot with it, uh, but I, I'm having a hard time beating the circuit guys. Same thing on the, I got, I, I came. So that was the, that was a grilled cheese of the money, right? No reversal of fortune. No Your reversal fortune of fortune. In I go in, um, I, twelve grilled cheese in ten minutes, uh, uh, and, and you're then, soaking them. Yeah, well, you have to. Let me get to that because. You don't. It isn't just about stomach space to win one of these competitions. You not it's only have to about put a lot in, you got to put it in fast. Okay. And I first try to time it out. I get get some grilled cheeses made, and you're just like, I don't want wet, soggy bread. Nobody would. No. So no. I'm going to eat a grilled cheese just like I would, as quick as I can, with the Dry. mindset of, hey, I'm going to try to get ten yeah. of these down or whatever. You're going original. Original. Now, chase it with water. Like I'm taking a drink. Okay. I'm just not eating mushy bread yeah and that sandwich i don't remember exact figures but it was like 90 something seconds i remember things about a minute and a half and so and the reason i tell you it won't even matter is because then you go to the next one and you've got your little cup of water i'm like all right i'm gonna put half of it in there soak it put it down put the other half in soak it put it down and then whenever you do it that way I ate that whole grilled cheese sandwich in like 15 seconds. Oh, man. I mean, that's why I don't remember the exact, because it wasn't even close. So the like, water, you don't even the need water's to time like, this thing. The water, the cup of water is acting like an accessory mouth for you. It's breaking it down. What the saliva would have to do, the water's doing for you. Mm-hmm. You're breaking, breaking it down, the food down it before salt, you makes get it. Makes it slide. All right. Because one of the things that worried me at first was, I, I didn't understand why the professionals would do it, is that I, I just made this piece of bread this big. By adding water to it. Like, it expands. Yeah. And you figure in a place where you're doing space, you don't want expansion. But in this case, you're trying to find that happy medium between a little bit of extra space in your stomach versus the ability to slide that thing down your throat fast. Oh, okay. And so that extra water, even if it expands, now, it, it's you, worth it because when it gets in there, it smashes right back down. Did you you hire a coach or, like, you're scraping this out of YouTube? Scraping this out of YouTube. Okay, just figure right. it out. Complete. complete it's out amateur. there. All right. 
And that one, that one went fine. It was that was fun. a grilled cheese event. It was the grilled cheese. It was fun enough that whenever the uh, dude, what do you feel like afterwards? Oh, you don't feel awesome. It's uh, it's not good. It's like you're talking about. You but just, you didn't you have just, a reversal of fortune at some point, huh? Mm-mm. Wow. It goes against you go the spirit of every bit of it. Yeah, you it's got to it. come out the way it normally comes out. Mm-hmm. You are here to digest the smokes. whole experience. <laughs> That's a lot of lactose too. <laughs> Like you're, you're if you're eating twelve grilled cheeses. Oh, hey, believe me, there's no you're that much milk in that than that cheese. It's oh, the greasy okay. cheese. Uh, you know, they're the cheapest grilled cheese. The cheese you can food. Buy. Yeah, believe me, I wasn't eating a whole lot. Okay. Of, it wasn't a whole lot of dairy. It was a whole lot of oleo. Or what was that oil they used to? Uh, I thought you were out there just showing off your lactose tolerance. No, Not the case. it would be kind of cool if you were. Now the guy who was showing off some lactose tolerance. Now, so the second time I went again. Now I'm a little bit more into it. I understand what the this process. Time? This time, what we got coming up, Sokra. Okay. Now, I didn't wear that jersey. It wasn't near as cool as the grilled cheese. Why do you think they chose okra? That's such a unique product. That's a good chew. question. I, I've wondered myself. Like, I understand. Is fried okra or the slimy, the slimy piece? No, it's fried. Okay. It's the fried one. So it's like crunching crunch on gravel then, right? A little. It wasn't. I mean, it's not like it was fresh cooked and crispy. Yeah, you can't <laughs> it was use ketchup. A, it was a pretty soggy fried okra. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're putting down pounds and pounds of it. And, and the ones I'm up against here, like I said, these are prof- they got professional circuit people. Real, you know, the real ones known that you see people. up on that stage, if you ever watch the the Nathan's Hot Dog thing, there are people who've made money in this sport. So you've competed. You've been in the in the arena with those hard chewing fools. Heck yeah, right? yeah. The the one I went up against was Sonya. Black Widow Thomas. Uh, Sonya the Black Widow Thomas. She was the number two eater in the world at the time. Okay. And the next one was Bertoletti. And I don't remember his nickname, which pretty much all of them. The have. number two eater in the world. Like this is is this disciplinary specific? Is she hot dog? No, they chugging? bounce disciplines. All right. So once you stretch your stomach, like, you he, throw so, in, you throw a ball peen hammer down there. It don't matter. Kinda, but then again, it has to do with your technique, like okay. and what you can handle. Like so, the, the other guys eating against, he was like the number eight eater in the world, the Bertoletti right. guy, and he but he was the ice cream champion. Okay, like he had eaten like a gallon and a half, or not a gallon. What is it? A quart. A quart? Like a quart and a half of ice cream in like 10 minutes. Okay. Like just the brain freezes alone. The lactose tolerance. That's showing off your lactose tolerance. So there are some of the things that these guys will eat that, you know, just having a big stomach. Okay, but you got your sights. Some people do jalapenos and hot stuff. That seemed like a whole <laughs> nother level of torture right it there. It is. But man. you got your sights set on the Black Black Widow, was her name? Yeah, yeah, okay. Sonya the Black Widow. Sonya the Black Widow. And then Widow. there's one other one, which really this is kind of more where I had my sights set. The number 14 eater in the world, Eric the Red. I don't remember his last name. Eric the Red, okay. <laughs> but, and then, Irish Cat. And then here comes me, your, your local amateur. They even had a little blurb they put in our thing about the, there was local talent. Miles Carp was very impressive. And so I, I uh, even had my little nickname. I was Miles the Disposal. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, you gotta I got to explain to the world now why your name is not Miles anymore. Well, it, I, I, it is. I kind of explained it on my Facebook page when I put it out, but you, go, you can't, can't get rid of a name. I went by Trace until I was about 22. I got promoted at work, got tired of telling everybody why I'm Trace instead of Miles. Because on my birth certificate it says Miles, but I'm the third. The nickname comes into play. It's tricky. Yeah, it's just tricky. And, and so it almost once I went to that chapter, from about man twenty two to about forty, most of my endeavors are miles. But the problem is, is that I'm still hanging out, namely my wife, people who knew me as Trace. And so I couldn't, I couldn't get Trace going. Miles away. is your legal name. Miles is a legal name. Right, okay. Trace right, was the name. Right. Like I said, that w- without even any really choice of my own, that's what I went by as my name. 
my whole youth all in, right, in right. college. I'll drug you down a dark alley. Yeah, right. So let's go back to, to Sonya the Black Widow. Sonya the Black Widow. And, and then here comes local okra. talent, the Disposal Carp coming in. Did you have a nickname? The Disposal. The so Disposal. Yeah. It yeah. seems a little cheap for this. You could have been more creative than I that. I know. Did you come up with this? People say you can't You can't pick your own nickname. You can't. Yeah. Well, honestly, I guess I didn't. Cause what I got it from was my in-laws. Okay. <laughs> because anytime there were leftovers, Disposal. they knew I was eating all. Like, before I came along, they used to throw <laughs> leftovers away. And then <laughs> now I come their fridge is clean. Wow. Like, there's nothing in there growing on it. Like, I, I disposal. You're a son-in-law in a compost heap all in one. I am, because I, I can't stand <laughs> throwing food away. So I was going to figure out how I could possibly just eat a whole lot more of it. So all right, that so you're gonna, no food would ever get thrown away. All right, so take me to the day of the event. Do you? You got interaction that, with these people? Oh, briefly. Like because you're an outsider, they don't I'm know who little, you are. I'm a little Star Trek. Like I've seen Sonya. I know this is. Did a you cult. ask for her autograph? No, I didn't go. All right, well, that's no, good. At least, at least you maintain bad. your your integrity in that <laughs> regard. <laughs> no, but you know, for a hundred pound person that I, I've watched eat, you know, 40, 50 hot dogs. Now again, this is back when Joey Chestnut's putting down like sixty. So hundred and ten pound Sonya Thomas's. 35, 45, while extremely impressive in any sort of human endeavor, there just has to be one that's a little bit bigger. So it's you don't hear you... about her quite as much, even if you are paying attention to the world. But it she is... came up to me and asked me. I don't know if she was checking out my competition or just trying to start a conversation, but she's asking me how much I'd eat. And uh, at that point, I couldn't, I hadn't gotten anybody to get me more than three pounds of over she, in one she's sitting. To so like... I told her, I was like, uh, three pounds. And she's like, oh, that's not very good. You need to eat more. She's Italian? <laughs> No, she's Asian. Uh, but whatever, I can't get an accent right. <laughs> so so she's crawling in your noggin a little bit. A little. Like, she asked for the preview, mm -hmm. and you being the amateur that you were, volunteered more yeah. than you needed to, mm -hmm. and now she's up in your head. Yeah. Which, uh, what'd you again, say to her? Fine. What was your rebuttal to that? Uh, thanks. I'm in, trying. Maybe I'll do better today. Okay. <laughs> it's right. it's kind of all you can say. Yeah, what do you say? But you know you're not. Like, Mutt. honestly, I knew going into this competition, I wasn't, I wasn't going to beat her. There, there are, they, after the amount of preparations I had done, which compared to them is still limited, and I'm talking, you know, maybe five, six weeks of pretty much just any meal you have, eating until you're full, and then eating some more roughage on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then I would pound down water to top it off just to make sure I had everything in there I could. Wow. And then you just sit in pain and wait for your body to stretch out and then get rid of it. Mm. Okay. And then you just get to do it all over again in four hours. Man, that sounds like a heck of a ride. It is. So how'd it go down with her? So I gave it everything I could. No one I wasn't going to have as much as him. I'm up there eating my okra, and I mean, I'm not really counting as I go. I'm up giving it all work, I can. Giving it all I okra. can. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm watching the guy next to me, and this is this is the number fourteen. All right, all right. And man, I feel like I'm uh, like I'm there. Maybe even passing him. You, you know, this is Eric the Red. Eric the Red, the Eric number the Red. fourteen in okay. the world. This is where I will tell you, I arguably, I was arguably the number fourteen eater in the world at one time. That day, yes. Okay. Because as I'm eating against the guy. Feeling like I'm up top. And now I've got my little fan. You know, I'm the local favorite. So yeah. I've got a little fan base right up on the front. Some people actually cared and enough. Your to mom and out. your wife. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. wife, my, my unborn child. All those that weren't ashamed <laughs> of what you were doing in public. <laughs> Just what every mother wants to see. I'd love oh, to yeah. see my son grow up and try to eat so much food that it doesn't come back in a recorded fashion with a NASCAR shirt on. <laughs> I mean, that's 
You, you just give every mom something to strive for there. Again, yeah, I, I've learned a lot since then. But uh, at that time, man, it just it was something I was interested in. Seemed like it was going to be fun. And I don't say I completely regret it. All right, I saw that. What, what happened with me, Eric Durant? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going up against him, and we get to the end. Family kind of feels like maybe I beat him. Final totals come out. They got me at four and a half pounds of okra. They got Eric the Red at five pounds of okra. Oh, okay. Half so, pound difference. Half pound. They said, and they were giving us to it in little half pound balls. Which so, they, weigh, okay. they they weighed that before they gave it to I you. I guess, yeah. Right, I'm, right. I'm sure it's real nasty. So you're claiming hijinks so. here? You're saying there's some shenanigans at play? I'm saying that there. you could argue <laughs> that I had eaten more than that. A half pound doesn't sound very seen, close. A half pound doesn't sound close. Wait, well, wait, okay, I, take I, it as a percentage. Where's the magic half pound go? Disappear? Take it as a percentage. This is five pounds. Okay. So half of five. That's five percent. I can't do that math, but okay, five percent. It sounds like this would be mathematical. Like they gave you how many pounds? Is that right? They disappeared. Yeah. How? Why would there be a point of debate as to who had more consumed? Well, partly just because you've got local people in the crowd that just kind of want to create a controversy. Yeah, you know, right. they just want to see there. me. <laughs> if there's right. zero truth whatsoever, then that might be a reason. All right. Then the only other reason would but be in your heart of the hearts. conspiracy theory would be. That like he's already on their payroll. This is a lot easier for him Ooh. to win this competition, Ooh, okay. and then them just keep working the, the same circuit people. Okay, because I found out like that's had the I accusation won, you're making. Yeah, you're it, making though. I find out later on like had I win, then I've got to sign in a contract with the major league eaters of America or the at the time whatever independent federation of competitive you get called eaters. Called up to the majors, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what's going on. And then you you kind you don't of need an agent ticket. for that. Well, that's what I wasn't sure. Hey, your mom was there. She did. She handled <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, both both elements of my family club <laughs> and management <laughs> were both there. So it there was no telling where it's going to go, but I can tell you where I ended up with it. I end up with a couple of goofy jerseys, yeah. <laughs> a story to tell, and one gigantic stomach <laughs> that I just start living life with in my late twenties. And that sounds like maybe it's fun. Maybe you wouldn't notice. So it doesn't just go back to where it came no, from. Oh, you spent six weeks stretching it out. Wow. And, unless you spend six weeks smashing it back down. Yeah. Or you've got a stomach there. So you've built- And I could tell a difference in when I would finish a meal and have a dessert, and there's still room. Uh. And that meal was good. And that dessert was good. <laughs> I'm going to have a little bit more. Like you you don't have that I'm stuffed, I have to stop feeling. Because yeah. so often, up until this point in my life, that was how I figured out I was done eating. I don't know if anybody else does this. I highly recommend stopping it. But you are full way before you are stuffed and in pain. It's hard but to stop your mouth. For a big chunk of my early life, that was, I mean, the food was good. I'm going to eat it until it hurts, and then I'll stop. Yeah. And I hadn't had any problems with it. Again, until you get late 20s, slow down your metabolism. Slow down your activity. <laughs> jump, into, jump into an eating competition that expands your gut. And then next thing you know, you're in a downhill spiral towards obesity unless you curb that in some way, shape, or form. Well, I'm glad you had the eating competition to blame the, the later – the later bouts with obesity. Yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't it my went. fault. It was the choice I made to stretch my organs in a competitive fashion that led me to later overeating and uh, swelling up to what weight? An undesirable state. Yeah. 
Uh, honestly, not, not at that time, shape. I don't think I ever weighed at my heaviest. I probably never stepped on. I, I was. I would probably never stepped on a scale within 15 pounds of my heaviest. So to this day, I can always just say, you know, it's probably about. You got a little standard deviation in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we all do. But it doesn't matter. Like I honestly, weight's just a number. Yeah. Just like age it's is a just a number. Question. Like somebody could be six one, two hundred pounds, and be healthy as can be. You could be six one, two hundred pounds, and and be a, a slough and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> loaf of, loaf of source. How did you put it together? A bag of burgers at a time, <laughs> a couple grilled cheeses. I mean, how do you think I did? Well, it was worth it just to have that jersey, which I was thinking, man, if that had complimentary, like, if it had matching underwear, <laughs> if you had grilled cheese underwear that, like, you could get crusty and cheesy out of your underwear, boy, what a beautiful setup Just rocking this thing with, like, some wrestling tights yeah. that match it. It just seems, I'm not talking edible underwear, like, nothing that far gone. Just something to complement that nice golden glow that's coming off that jersey. This is melted cheesy underwear. It's a, <laughs> it's a sweet piece of gear, man. I'm glad I'm glad you showed up today. Yeah, well, it looks like most of piece. my experiences in my 20s. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad I'm not still You didn't even it. just get the t-shirt. You got like a jersey. You could put a small set of shoulder pads under that and play a game. <laughs> you I mean, throw a helmet on that's it. That's real material. I'm ready to go right tackle there. somebody. Yeah. Or at least run into them. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the somebody get the number of that grilled cheese that just hit me. Well, we know what website to check. We got that part right. In fact, you may brand them a little bit. You got enough Golden Palace on there. That's classic. Well, but okay. So to answer your question, the only way I know to fix an extreme that got turned all the way up, turn it all the way off. So that was when I found fasting. I dove into a world of eating nothing. Wow, you're really just you're checking the poles. You That's went all, to one pole, might as well check another one. I don't know how else to say. That's just the way I, I run in life, man. Yeah, it's an experience. Uh, you could see it even in just like when you get in my car. Hey, if it's a hot day, I'm going to get in my car and turn the AC all the way up to high until I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. And then turn it down and start regulating. Yeah. But first, I got in here at this extreme. We're going to touch this extreme before we find the middle. And that's exactly where I went when it came to eating. After going into competitive eating as much as one can, biggest possible stomach capacity to put as much food in as possible, well, then it's time to just turn it off. Let's see how long we can not eat. And I'd be surprised, man. You can go longer than you think. And so you went from bulking? I don't even know if I'd call it bulking, just stuffing. Stuffing food into right. Glut, the most gluttonous Glutton. condition. Glutton mm-hmm. sports. You were in a glutton sports. Glutton sport, yes. To now glutton not sport. starving. Glutton sport. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that. There's gonna be blood. <laughs> the question is how much toilet paper is needed. <laughs> Which orifice is a cut? Yeah. So, but I'm just trying to understand this. So now to now to correct this, you're going to the other end of the spectrum, and we're going no food for some time. That's right. Okay. And I found a, a fasting diet that I still, I, I've done it multiple times since. It's been a minute now, but I believe in the effects of this. And that is, it's called the Master Cleanse. Around the time it came out, I think Beyonce had even kind of made a big deal about it. The yeah, anything, anything with a cleanse makes it feel like I'm going to be something new and special right. on the other side. Mm-hmm. I and, was and, dirty, now I'm cleansed. And I would usually do it, too. It almost would correspond like right now, like that first couple weeks of January. It's time to get all the toxins from last yeah. year. Because the holidays are like they're like the weekend of the year. And then yeah. January is your Monday. Like you got to come pay the piper. Yeah. And for me, a lot of times paying that piper come January would be – 
all right, I'm not eating for five, seven, ten. You're cleansing it. 14 yeah. days. Let yeah. me clean this stuff out. You're on the colonoscopy diet. Yeah, and and I'm a, I'm a believer in it. I, I truly am. I do not have any concern that my digestive tract will ever reach some of the problems you hear. The the <laughs> the inability to digest, the the bloating, the the cancers, the getting chunks taken out, colonic excitement, you know. You're saying I, that's not gonna happen because you I, fast? I think so. Okay. I believe that whenever you give your body the opportunity to clear that portion out, that digestive portion, yeah. and the opportunity to clean it out, I mean by not putting any more in, then it starts reorganizing itself. Okay. Just kind of like it goes you back would, to its natural state. I got this a little bit from our cat network stuff. Like you want that if you ever want to get a warehouse clean and organized, yeah. you got to stop receiving. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That <laughs> you makes sense. Stop bringing in inventory. And then with the inventory you got, you can say, "Oh yeah, this goes on that shelf. Why do we even still have this? Let's get this out of here." It brings that dynamic to, yeah. I hope, what's happening inside my belly and my whole digestive tract. And, and it feels that way. Now, you're, you're not fasting competitively. This, this was just something you were doing as an individual, right? That's right. Okay. So how, how like, are we talking? 40, 50-day fast? What are you doing there? The, now, the instructions on this one, I'd say that you can go up to 40 with a in a healthy manner. All right. Uh, I, I don't know why you would ever need to. Honestly, I, I mean, you'd have to have some what, deep, yeah, what dark toxins yeah, but, tucked but, in dark right, holes in you. Some people, some people fast for mental clarity. Some people fast for religious purpose. Yes. 40 days seems like, man, you're really pushing some limits there. And I didn't get to that. Let me make that I don't, perfectly clear. Why would you clear. want to get to that? It the would, the would close the cyber guy was about two weeks. Okay. Was Whew, That's still some work. It is. And, I, and I'll tell you a little bit of, I mean, the way it feels as you go through it. Okay. Um. So the point of it is, is to give yourself uh, the minimal amount of nutrition possible to maintain life. Right. Okay. And so you have to have water and then you have to have a little bit of sugar or something with it. So in this particular, you get a little bit of maple syrup, so uh, grade talking, B maple syrup. I'm not talking this the isn't stuff zero, you pour over your pancakes. Right, but we're not zero like, calorie. Is a, no, we're it's not, not zero, zero calorie. calorie. No, right. you can't because as I kind of said at the beginning, I eat, therefore I am. You, you, you must have a relationship with food. Or you won't have a life. <laughs> so uh, your whole life, or at least for me, what I'm talking about here on the show, is this lifelong journey with getting okay with that relationship. A yeah. relationship I have to have, but one that can go the wrong way real quick if you're not doing the right thing. And, and in that journey along the way, this is the way that you give your body time to sort out without putting any more in. What was the but maintaining life. All right, what was the cocktail Then the, the last thing would be the uh, the lemon juice. I don't know if I said that, but you have like right, fresh we'll run it back. Because you it need back. the vitamin C. So you're just doing a lot of water. A lot of water. And then you mix in about eight times a day, you're mixing in a little bit of uh, maple syrup. It's grade B, so it still has all the minerals in it. It's not just sugar water you're pouring on pancakes. It's okay. A, it's a higher mineral grade of syrup. All right. And then lemon juice. For the vitamin C and some of the other nutrients. So you got this from like Dr. Pinterest? Doctor where'd something. you come up with this? Uh, Dr. Stanley Burroughs okay. is the guy who created And he's been around for a while. I think he came out like in the late 60s, 70s. Right. Like this is some old hippie, you know, Mother Nature kind of stuff that he was kind of. He's I guess, a doctor of paleontology into. or what, what's he doing? I don't even know if he's a doctor. Did I say doctor? You said doctor like, like it meant something. <sighs> We all know doctors kind of been marginalized over the years. Oh yeah, I yeah. could care less if you could be a book doctor, you can be a human doctor, but they they throw around the title kind of in the same form. So anyway, so you you make it ten days. He's the guy that came up with it. Yeah, uh, well the the 
I, I've done it about eight, ten times, and I, I don't remember what I started with. I know I didn't start with a long one at first. Because the first time you go into it, man, it's scary. You're not sure if you go to bed, if you're going to wake up. You start noticing different changes wow. in your body. Okay. Like, I, I, I almost got, like, night vision, it would seem. You were worried about your, your sense of smell though. will kick in. Yeah. Like, your survival things inside your body will start to kick in whenever you're depriving it of the nutrients. Which makes you crave it more, you believe? Well, okay, so at first, your first few days, you you go through that a little bit. Like, your stomach is still kind of, like, saying, hey, 12 hours ago I got this, and it did this for me. I want it again. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. And it can do that with anything. It'll do that with sugar. It'll do that with vegetables. Whatever you're giving it, it'll say, okay, that worked. Give me some more. Right. But you give it no more. You've got to almost, like, train it to, hey, you gave me nothing yesterday, and I'm fine. Give me some more nothing. <laughs> and after a few days, it, it kind of gets to that point. Okay. So like, I'm not kidding. By day three, in. you start to wonder, like you stop losing your cravings. Because right. a whole lot of what we call hunger isn't hunger. It's just a craving. There's there's not any actual my body is it, Yeah, and, is and it's saying, real. When you're driving down the average artery in anywhere USA, and you're having to fight the hamburger signal out mm-hmm. of your mind, it's really difficult at this point in time to understand exactly when we are hungry, when we are bored, when we're just reacting <laughs> to the suggestions behind food marketing, which we're or, inundated by food marketing. We're reminded to it's eat a all the time. <laughs> think, think about just going down the street and the glowing signs that are reminding you that you're only one short right-hand turn Away from a very nice burger, that mouse piece pleasure, of chicken, that little just, endorphin hit. They're just planting those things in your head as you go. So to really decipher your own hunger, what what I try to do, I heard this from some documentary that had some setup where a lady was religiously altering some beliefs and and dieting and fasting came into it, mm-hmm. and uh, one of those like hazy eighties. TBN sets up setups, right? Where the the hair's teased up big, and she's telling you how God would like you to eat. And, <laughs> but her her the, the whole principle behind this diet was you only eat when your body tells you you need to eat. So if you're not receiving the hunger signal, then you don't need to eat. You're reacting to something from your brain, which I thought was a very interesting take because I'd never tried to compartmentalize my hunger in that regard. So if my brain is telling me I'm hungry, I'm probably reacting to stimulus. If my stomach's telling me hungry, then it's time to eat. And so her entire principle was, unless your stomach's telling you you're hungry, you don't truly need to eat. You're reacting to your mind's belief that you need food at this point in time. And I think the another lesson learned from that is to listen to your body, and whenever it's not hunger anymore, stop eating. Yeah. Like, it will tell you when your hunger is there, and then it can also tell you when you're had enough. And that's where we don't listen, I think, to our stomachs. We don't listen to the I've had enough. We listen to it when we say, oh, that's way too damn much. You feel it then, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll tell you You've got to give it time to fill out, though. You had one example there. I've heard is a, a lot of us, when we're eating, and then you'll have that that belch, you know, into, into your meal. Yeah. And so a mild us, reversal of fortune. It was so many of us will say, oh, now i got some more room. Dive in and start eating. Yeah. I've been told that that is actually a calculated response by your body 
once your stomach gets to about 75% full, it sends a signal that says, all right, no stop mas. now. I can digest this, and then I'll let you know when I need some more coming in. Okay. And so listen to the belches. We don't listen to the body. We're listening to our head and our taste buds saying, this is delicious. I got more. Put it in there. Wow. This is delicious. I got more room. Put it in there. But you don't get to a point of necessarily recognizing that unless you, you can – dive into what's really happening within your body in these moments and through a fast you can dive into that okay you can start discerning am i just eating because this is the social norm and everybody says it's lunchtime i must go eat food or am i eating because as you said my stomach right now is empty and my body wants energy and nutrients let me get some for them there's very different reasons for eating and i wonder you know how much of us just go around with the mind <laughs> controlling it and social conditioning outside norms that say, nope, time for another meal. Because right now, social conditioning would tell you three meals a day. And if you're anything like me in my mid-20s, that's three stuffings a day. Yeah. <laughs> I will have you, eat have you delicious food of... and I will eat too much of it three times a day. And if you keep doing that, you're going to have every bit of the health problems most Americans Well, do. the programming <laughs> is hard, though. Like, if, you, if you've listened to – if you've listened to – Somebody tell you you need three squares a day for your entire life, and then you take one away. I, I'm not a big breakfast person forever. Like intermittent fasting, I accidentally was doing that for years, and I didn't know it. I just didn't like breakfast. And uh, my mom always thought that I was going to get sick or it was going to cause me an illness, and she worry she would worry about me. And you know, I, I know from the experience of intermittent fasting that I usually have a little bit more mental clarity. Uh, it's easier to move mm-hmm. when, when you don't have a belly full of food. And so I'm, I'm listening to this going like, I, I, it, the programming on you need three squares a day is so hard. It's so baked into us that any sign of fasting, people start worrying about your health. Yeah. Like we, we're so accustomed to so many calories on a given day. The idea that we would take them away, now you're going to be unhealthy. It, it's really some modern day madness that, and you that get we're talking accused about of it too. Real quick, you will. Yeah, uh, if, if my, you parade out the fact that you're fasting, somebody will raise their hand and go, "I don't know about this. I saw something on the early morning news about the dangers of fasting, and like fasting's been around since mankind hit the earth." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, listen, you're gonna go get a hamburger before you die of fasting. It, it's it's nutty to believe that fasting is gonna take me someplace. Other than away from the food marketers that want to jam me full of calories, irregardless of the Three output. Times a day, yeah, <laughs> get them in there. You remember the food groups, like just all oh, the all the, the, the way they funny. tried to explain food to us. You know, you have to get a little older, and you have to also experiment with food. And and you you know the, the food begins and then it ends, and you have a feeling after you've eaten. And if you tune in to what makes you feel good. It also makes you make better choices on the front side of consumption. And tune in long-term what makes you feel good. Yeah. That's where I know we get short-sighted as can be when it comes to food. I, I spent a whole lot of my food choice life early on just looking about 30 minutes in front of me. Yeah. And not even that far. Not even that worried about how much pain I was going to be in when I got done. Because you just did it so many times. Like, that's the spot you're supposed Me- to get Mexican to. It was food. just a take yeah, it for like, granted. So Mexican food is a great oh, one, Mexican right? food and love, Italian. Love was, Mexican food. But you cannot it, – it's very difficult. Very difficult for me to maintain moderate composure in a Mexican food restaurant. <laughs> I know. I'm banging down an entire bag of chips. 
And then I'm eating as many as those soft, nice tortillas they'll give me. Mm-hmm. And I might have a sopapilla if I'm feeling froggy at the end. But that equates to the walk to the car. I'm mildly comatose. Like, I'm not doing anything active. All I can do at that point in time is think about getting in front of a TV, going to bed. It's it's great lay-down food. That, that Mexican food meal will just – it will inspire a nap like no others. And I still love Mexican food, and I still eat Mexican food. But yeah, I yeah the fact that I eat too much of it isn't Mexican it food's fault. Yeah, it I mean, way stop. to go for being good food. Yeah, I'm not going to blame, blame Mexican myself. food. <laughs> I try to limit it, though, because I know if you can get that thought of how you feel afterwards, if you can get that implanted before you consume, it's pretty powerful. It's a hard trick to do. Uh, I'm sometimes successful with that with Mexican food. Not with pizza, not with Italian food, nowhere else. But I know Mexican food causes me a real high level of agony after I eat it. And I also know it's very difficult for me to take in moderation when you put that yummy chips and salsa right in front of me. Oh, that needs to disappear. Taste wins the day. Absolutely. I, I don't know. It, it, and it's if, if there's any way in life you can just let go of the reins of flavor – a little bit when you're making your food selection. Quit letting your tongue drive the bus. It's, it's tricky. So, however, you've got to get to a point where you are in the awareness of what food's doing to you. There's there's some benefit from the fasting on that side of it. But, okay, so. You liked it because it allowed you to slow things down a little bit. Well, I liked it just because it was the other end of an extreme. Okay. And now I'll tell you something else I found a way to really enjoy it, too, was I found a way to make it competitive. Because if there's anything I love just as much as extremes, it's a competitive nature. It's pummeling another human. It was, so here I am. Um, we're probably in around a January time. Okay. We're at the cat spot. You know, we're right. in a little office setting. You got a whole bunch of people that uh, all interact with each other. Beginning See each other on a day-to-day basis. Great friends. People I enjoy being around. <laughs> sure they're all glad And they uh, start this little office pool. All right. It's, you know, throw in some money. Everybody's yeah. got a little skin in the game. I love an office pool. Yeah, yeah. let's see. It spices it up a little bit. And uh, they're looking for people to get in, you know, probably throwing caution to the wind as to who they're inviting in. It's yeah. just, let's just get as many people as possible. Any sucker's got five bucks. Yeah. You got money on it, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Man, it was, it was a good chunk. Um, more than five. I believe that. And I, I look at it, I'm like, you know what? What we got? We got a month. I was like, you know, I was kind of thinking about fasting for a little bit anyway. Sign me up. Let's see what happens. So you know, but you know, you got this trick in your back. I know pocket. I got a trick in my back pocket oh, to where okay. I can lose. I, I can lose about twenty to thirty. And you've read the fine print in a month. Uh, you're, so the, yeah, the, the no fasting's fine, not illegal. No, nothing's illegal. Uh, it's just it's all above board. Yeah, and there was even a, some weighing that I did uh, a little different too to to win this thing. But so just starting off, like all right, whatever. Sign me up. I can't wait to see what what I can pull off on this deal. How much you can pull out? <laughs> and I and I and so for the start, like for the first couple of weeks, like I, I'm not doing anything. Like I know, you know, this is going to be a sprint at the oh, end. Oh yeah, me. yeah. And, and and the people who are in the competition, you're they're all kind of keep an eye on each other. Yeah. Um. You know, and I've I've got no change. And there's there's one dude who uh, came. You're weighing. Big. You're weighing weekly, or people just looking at the inflection? just looking, okay. just looking. Right. As, as far as I know, up. the only weigh-in that went on was a very 
very beginning and the very end. All right. Now, All right. the, the office people in the back might have been weighing themselves. But in general, they're without just. Without the warehouse guy around. But the warehouse guy they let in, it was just everyone, hey, are you doing? Oh, you ain't doing anything. Yeah, they're gauging your density. Gay, and yeah. then they gave up on it real quick. <laughs> Especially when there was this one guy hit, man. I don't, he was a lot heavier starting out. Um, and he had a visual. Like change, you could see huh? him yeah. changing. He's somebody who. He was you talking know, to the man in the mirror. Right. He'd done the right things and was making making long-term gains for himself. Yeah. And then here it comes, you know, last couple of weeks of it. I'm like, all right, I guess it's time for me to jump in, start my fast. And again, me in details. I don't remember exactly where I start at and where I end. But I know around that time I could lose one to two pounds a day pretty easy for up to about, one pound about a, day. a yeah one pound a day fasting that's your experience mm-hmm. wow yeah okay. so yeah you can lose about 30 pounds how fast did it come back on when you when you flip the switch back that's on? that's all up to you and okay. your eating level and activity level so really so, not a bad way to lose it's a good weight, way to man. jump off a pound a day yeah that's serious you can't now it's not sustainable like if you want sustainable weight loss you have to have sustainable choice never changes do anything sustainable. but just for a couple yeah. weeks to yeah. get a jump start I highly recommend yeah, drop the this fast. And so that's what I did. So with the, <laughs> in that last two weeks, I lost 20-something pounds, which was a wow. big show. Well, you come around the mountain I, on I them, did you? I ate myself. <laughs> I, I, I even go in. Normally, I wouldn't do the wrestling stuff. But, man, I'm not, for, for a weigh-in day, like, I'm not drinking water. I'm not wearing underwear. I've got on a silk <laughs> shirt. I'm not wearing socks. All right. All right. Like, it's getting I real. Came, I came in full on. I'm here to – I'm here to – to, to, to win this and thing. And you did. And I did. I did. I uh, the, the poor guy that worked his butt off and did the right thing for 30 days comes in second and then uh, just, just watches this, uh, you know, two-week, oh, let me see what I can do. Did Come you in share and just that? swoop up all the money. Uh, did you share that nugget with him? Did you say, hey, listen, I got this little trick. Yeah, so, I told him after his done. A pound like, a day. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you guys you guys lost before. You lost when you invited me in this competition. Yeah. I didn't tell you that until now that it's over, but you, you came I'm in, sorry. You messed with the wrong, hey, let's do a little weight loss pool. You're like, guy. I got top shelf maple syrup tricks. And, and I was, you, you didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, they had no idea. And, and anybody else, like this is that time of year that's going down. There's a there's office pools, office weight loss competitions. There you go. And if you want, look up Master Cleanse or the Lemonade Diet. Okay. And if got what it takes to not eat, your body will thank you for it. Yeah. I I have wholeheartedly felt it's very beneficial, not just not just stealing people's money in office pools, <laughs> but I do generally feel like um, it has added to my overall health. To, uh, to participate in not stuffing myself three times a day. You study <laughs> at the foot of Master Cleanse. Mm-hmm. Well, That's honestly, nice. I, study at the, I study at the foot of extreme everything. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, if you've been extreme stuffing yourself and you want to make an extreme change in your life, go all the way to extreme fasting. Get the maple syrup out and get to it. Get to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you'll find out a lot more about yourself and your relationship with food and quantity and quality. It it will open your eyes to so to we how much should, control you can have over your food intake. Yeah, so we I mean you learn a little bit about yourself when you dabble with fasting. You learn a little bit about exactly how much foods really got that rain on you. You learn a little bit about yourself whenever you jump into eating competitions too. Yeah, I don't <laughs> you know. find out just how much that food can hurt. I bet I bet full body bloats, <laughs> just full body bloating. Mm-hmm. Nice over and over again well, for weeks. <laughs> We've given you a way to get bloated. We've given you a way to get unbloated. 
We've given you a way to not exactly cheat at a uh, an office pool, but may, maybe just dominate. Wreck, you bend the rules wreck a them other suckers, man. Yeah. Those dudes are out there like doing push ups and crunches, and you're like, nah, I'm just I'm ripping a cord on the food. We're here to lose weight. This is about to get real. Hey, I'm going to do it in the last, the last length of the race. You're going to see me come. Yeah, I'm going to give you hope for three weeks, thinking yeah. what you're doing is going to work. Just because I'm a graceful like, human. Nope, you had no idea how extreme I could get. Enough of that. <laughs> Enough of that. All right, we covered it all. Man, thanks Anything for else? coming in. This is our first time. We got seen on camera. Let's hope we can figure out how to tie this together and do it again next. Let's week. hope we get seen. Uh, Let's hope it gets seen. Yeah, forget about that. Yeah, because again, <laughs> you go back to what we've been doing in this in this room with these cameras. This is number five, and we said the other day this is literally we've been rowing a canoe with a tennis racket. Yep. So maybe you see this, or maybe you don't. We'll see. We would like to thank you for listening to the Feral Minds podcast. Hopefully, we triggered some curiosity that will have you seeking more. Remember, your mind is meant to run. Slap some sneakers on that bad boy and take it around the block. If you'd like to connect with us or enlist our feral thoughts on a problem in your life, visit us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or at theferalminds.com. Also, remember, our thought line is always available. 24-7, we don't even allow it to sleep. And we want to hear from you. That number is 866-340-3394. Again, that number is 866-340-3394. We look forward to hearing from you.